0: Professor Bill Maguire wrote the book, Hothouse Earth. Professor Maguire from the University College of London has created something of a furor with a book which is both controversial, somewhat frightening, but factual. Welcome. You've landed on the latest episode of Climate Conversations, and I'm your host, Robert McLean. Climate Conversations is assembled here in Shepparton, in Northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people. I pay my respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Yes, we're talking today about the latest book from Professor Bill Maguire, Hothouse Earth. I recently read the book, thoroughly enjoyed it, found it a little unsettling and figured I'd like to talk with Bill. So I emailed him and said, what's the chance of you having a chat with Climate Conversations? A few days later, he emailed me back and said... Yes, indeed. I would be very happy to chat. He then added, I'm just dealing with a mountain of fallout from the book launch, and we'll get back to you soon. All the best, Bill. Now please don't forget to check back for later episodes of Climate Conversations where I'll talk with Professor Bill McGuire about his new book, Hot House Earth. We'll talk about why he wrote the book, what his response has been like, and what does he see the future will be like. Yes, make sure you come back to Climate Conversations as we'll be hearing soon from the author of Hot House Earth, Professor Bill Maguire. The Melbourne Age is always loaded with interesting stories and today's was no exception. Ben Cuppy's story, headed Nation in Clean Car Traffic Jam After Decade of Delay, tells us how a decade of delay has pushed us as Australia to the bottom of the electric car supply chain. Cuppy's story begins. Australia's decade of climate policy in action has pushed the nation to the end of the electric vehicle global supply chain, leaving a shortage of affordable clean cars and a lack of charging points that will set back the transition for petrol vehicles for years. The huge scale and speed of the challenge is laid out in confidential data prepared for the Federal Chamber of Automotive Industries, a car industry peak body that is lobbying for weak fuel efficiency standards. Cuppy also explains that the same body is also fighting bans on petrol vehicles of the type being brought in around the world. You'll find a link to that story in the show notes. The World Resources Institute carries a story, five reasons cities should include trees in climate action. It says cities and communities around the world are stepping up to cut greenhouse gas emissions and prevent dangerous climate change impacts. Their strategies typically focus on reducing emissions from sectors such as transportation, energy, housing and waste. But there's one sector many communities are overlooking in their climate plans forests and trees. It continues, This is a major missed opportunity as trees not only release carbon to the atmosphere when cleared, but also remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere as they grow. Here in my hometown of Shepparton, the value of trees was recognised several years ago and ever since the city has had its one tree per child scheme. In that scheme, the aim is to plant the equivalent number of trees throughout the city for every child. And this is not just a once only project. That number of trees is being planted every year, and so the city has now planted some 100,000 trees. You'll find a link to the WRI story in the show notes. We've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. And until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd urge you to share it with your friends. Now take care.